Hey, it's Otis here. Before we get to the bedtime reading, I wanted to let you know that I just launched a brand new show. It's called The Daily Book Club, a daytime companion to Sleepy, where you hear entire books one chapter at a time, one day at a time. Simple as that. So if Sleepy is how you uh, wind down your day, The Daily Book Club is a great way to start your day. There's new episodes daily. Uh, I read in a slightly peppier voice so that you can get really lost in these amazing stories that have stood the test of time. Or, just like Sleepy, you can sit back and relax and zone out to a good book. The first book we'll be reading is The Enchanted April by Elizabeth Von Arnhem. Story is, in the 1920s, four women unfulfilled with life take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. I think that this is a perfect story for the season, and you can hear it now. Find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. This show has been a long time coming, and I'm so excited to bring you even more stories. So go subscribe to The Daily Book Club to hear what happens next. Thanks. This episode of Sleepy is proudly sponsored by ButcherBox. If you've listened to Sleepy for a while, you know that I love good food, eating well, and treating my body right so that I can take on my days. Well, ButcherBox helps you do exactly that. They deliver super high-quality, 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, crate-free pork, and wild-caught seafood right to your door. It's humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones, they have a huge variety to choose from. They are excellent deals. They've got recipes and guides and tips included. And there's free shipping, always. Eating well is a huge factor in getting a good night's sleep, as is sometimes saving the trip to the grocery store and taking some stress out of your daily schedule. I have been loving these deliveries for those reasons. Been cooking up their uh, steak tips with eggs in the morning with butter and scallions and soy sauce. And I also made a delicious brine chicken roast with lemon parsley gravy. So good. The prices for this kind of quality and convenience is really impressive. Uh, yeah, ButcherBox has made me very happy. So sign up at butcherbox.com sleepy and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sleepy and use code sleepy to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Butcherbox.com sleepy. Eat well, sleep well. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, my name's Otis Gray, and you're listening to Sleepy. a podcast where I read old books to help you get to sleep, and a proud member of the Airwave Podcast Network.
happy, happy new year. Hope you have a wonderful start to your year so far. I'm very excited to bring you another year of sleepy stories. And I have a really great bedtime reading for you tonight. Um, one of our favorite little honey-eating bears, Winnie the Pooh. I loved reading this, so I think you'll love going to sleep to it. But before we get to the bedtime reading, I just want to profoundly thank our new patrons on Patreon.com, which is a website where you can go and pledge a couple bucks for an ad-free version of the show. So, this week's wonderful new patrons, Nikki, Brianna, S, Kayla Michelle, and Haley Bounds. Thank you all so, so much for donating and becoming a part of making this show. It really means a lot. And for those of you who don't know, um, these names that I just read, they are brand new supporters of Sleepy on Patreon.com, which is a website where you can go and support the people who uh, make the things that you like. So, if you like Sleepy and you want to be a part of making it, consider going to patreon.com slash sleepyradio, donating even a dollar a month. Two dollars a month, uh, like I said, gets you access to the ad-free version of the show. Five dollars a month gets you access to our poetry feed. Um, but even if you donate a dollar, which again, goes a really long way, even a dollar, I will read your name in the opening credits of the next show after you do. So again, if you want to be a part of making this show, go to patreon.com slash sleepy radio. Thank you. And as always, the music you're hearing is by my good friend James Lepkowski, and the cover art for Sleepy is by Gracie Kana. Well, it is officially 2024. I'm very, very excited for this new year. And um, the beginning of the year is always pretty great for the Sleepy Podcast because that means there is a whole new slew of books that have entered the public domain. So I was very excited to uh, look up which books just entered the public domain this year. And there's a bunch of Really, really great ones that I'm excited to read to you. And tonight, I'm very happy to be starting off the year with a little bit of Winnie the Pooh by A. A. Milne. And we've, we've read some A. A. Milne on the show before. This book, um, The House at Pooh Corner, this just entered the public domain this past week. And it actually is um, the book where we first meet the one and only Tigger. So I'm going to be reading some Winnie the Pooh tonight. We're going to start off with a story about Pooh and Piglet building Eeyore a house. And then the second story, if you're awake for it, is uh, when we first meet the infamous Tigger. And they try to find him something to eat for breakfast. I'll be reading definitely some more A.A. Milne to you this coming year. But for tonight, 
I hope you can sleep soundly, to The House at Pooh Corner by A.A. Mill. And now is the time for you to fluff up your pillow just how you like it. Feel yourself melt into your bed. Get real comfortable. Close your eyes. And let me read to you. Chapter 1 In Which a House is Built at Pooh Corner for Eeyore One day, when Pooh Bear had nothing else to do, he thought he would do something. So he went round to Piglet's house to see what Piglet was doing. It was still snowing as he stumped over the white forest track, and he expected to find Piglet warming his toes in front of his fire. But to his surprise, he saw that the door was open, and the more he looked inside, the more Piglet wasn't there. He's out said Pooh sadly. That's what it is. He's not in. I shall have to go to a fast thinking walk by myself. Bother. But first he thought that he would knock very loudly just to make quite sure. And while he waited for Piglet not to answer, he jumped up and down to keep warm. And a hum came suddenly into his head, which seemed to him a good hum, such as is hummed hopefully to others. The more it snows, tiddly-pom, the more it goes, tiddly-pom, the more it goes, tiddly-pom, on snowing. And nobody knows, tiddly-pom, how cold my toes, tiddly-pom, how cold my toes, tiddly-pom, are growing. So what I'll do, said Pooh, is I'll do this. I'll just go home first and see what time it is. And perhaps I'll put a muffler around my neck and then I'll go and see Eeyore and sing it to him. He hurried back to his own house and his mind was so busy on the way with the hum that he was getting ready for Eeyore that when he suddenly saw a piglet sitting in his best armchair, he could only stand there rubbing his head and wondering whose house he was in. Hello, Piglet, he said. I thought you were out. No, said Piglet. It's you who are out, Pooh. So it was, said Pooh. I knew one of us was. He looked up at his clock, which had stopped at five minutes to eleven some weeks ago. Nearly eleven o'clock, said Pooh happily. You're just in time for a little smack girl of something. And he put his head into the cupboard. And then we'll go out, Piglet, and sing my song to Eeyore. Which song, Pooh? The one we're going to sing to Eeyore, explained Pooh. The clock was still saying five minutes to eleven when Pooh and Piglet set out on their way half an hour later. The wind had dropped and the snow, tired of rushing around in circles trying to catch itself up, 
now fluttered gently down until it found a place on which to rest. And sometimes the place was Pooh's nose, and sometimes it wasn't. And in a little while, Piglet was wearing a white muffler around his neck and feeling more snowy behind the ears than he had ever felt before. Pooh, he said at last, and a little timidly, because he didn't want Pooh to think he was giving in. I was just wondering, how would it be if we went home now and practiced your song and then sang it to Eeyore tomorrow or, or the next day when we happened to see him? That's a very good idea, Piglet, said Pooh. We'll practice it now as we go along. But it's no good going home to practice it, because it's a special outdoor song which has to be sung in the snow. Are you sure? asked Piglet anxiously. Well, you'll see, Piglet, when you listen, because this is how it begins. The more it snows, tiddly palm. Tiddly what? said Piglet. Palm, said Pooh. I put that in to make it more hummy. The more it goes, tiddly palm, the more... Didn't you say snows? Yes, but that was before. Before the tiddly palm? It was a different tiddly palm, said Pooh, feeling rather muddled now. I'll sing it to you properly, and then you'll see. So, he sang it again. The more it snows, tiddly-pom, the more it goes, tiddly-pom. The more it goes, tiddly-pom, on snowing. And nobody knows, tiddly-pom, how cold my toes, tiddly-pom, how cold my toes, tiddly-pom, are growing. He sang it like that which is much the best way of singing it. And when he had finished, he waited for Piglet to say that. Of all the outdoor hums for snowy weather he had ever heard, this was the best. And after thinking the matter out carefully, Piglet said, Pooh, he said solemnly, it isn't the toes so much as the ears. By this time they were getting near Eeyore's gloomy place, which was where he lived, and as it was still very snowy behind Piglet's ears, and he was getting tired of it, they turned into a little pine wood and sat down on the gate which led into it. They were out of the snow now, but it was very cold, and to keep themselves warm they sang Pooh's song right through six times, Piglet doing the tiddly palms and Pooh doing the rest of it, and both of them thumping on the top of the gate with pieces of stick at the proper places. And in a little while, they felt much warmer, and they were able to talk again. I've been thinking, said Pooh, and what I've been thinking is this. I've been thinking about Eeyore. What about Eeyore? Well, Eeyore has nowhere to live. Nor he has, said Piglet. You have a house, Piglet, and I have a house. They're very good houses. And Christopher Robin has a house, 
and owl and kanga and rabbit have houses, and even rabbit's friends and relations have houses or some things, but poor Eeyore has nothing. So, what I've been thinking is this. Let's build him a house. That, said Piglet, is a grand idea. Where shall we build it? We'll build it here, said Boo. Just by this wood, out of the wind, because this is where I thought of it. And we will call this Pooh Corner. And we will build an Eeyore house with sticks at Pooh Corner for Eeyore. There was a heap of sticks on the other side of the wood, said Piglet. I saw them, lots and lots, all piled up. Thank you, Piglet, said Pooh. What you have just said will be a great help to us. And because of it, I could call this place Pooh and Piglet Corner, if Pooh Corner didn't sound better, which it does, being smaller and more like a corner. Come along. So, they got down off the gate and went round to the other side of the wood to fetch the sticks. Christopher Robin had spent the morning indoors going to Africa and back. Then, he had just got off the boat and was wondering what it was like outside. When, who should come knocking at the door but Eeyore. Hello, Eeyore, said Christopher Robin as he opened the door and came out. How are you? It's snowing still, said Eeyore gloomily. So it is, and freezing. Is it? Yes, said Eeyore. However, he said, brightening up a little bit, we haven't had an earthquake lately. What's the matter, Eeyore? Nothing, Christopher Robin. Nothing important. I suppose you haven't seen a house or whatnot anywhere about. What sort of a house? Just a house. Who lives there? I do. At least, I thought I did. But I suppose I don't. After all, we can't all have houses. But Eeyore, I didn't know. I always thought. I don't know how it is, Christopher Robin. But what with all this snow and one thing or another, not to mention icicles and such like, it isn't so hot in my field about three o'clock in the morning as some people think it is. It isn't close, if you know what I mean. Not so as to be uncomfortable. It isn't stuffy. In fact, Christopher Robin, he went on in a loud whisper, right between ourselves and don't tell anybody, it's cold. Oh, Eeyore. And I said to myself, the others will be sorry if I'm getting myself all cold. They haven't got brains, any of them. Only gray fluff that's blown into their heads by mistake. And they don't think. But if it goes on snowing for another six weeks or so, one of them will begin to say to himself, Eeyore can't be very much hot about three o'clock in the morning. And then it will get about, and they'll be sorry. Oh, Eeyore, 
said Christopher Robin, feeling very sorry already. I don't mean you, Christopher Robin. You're different. So what it all comes to is that I built myself a house down by my little wood. Did you really? How exciting. The really exciting part, said Eeyore in his most melancholy voice, is that when I left this morning, it was there. And when I came back, it wasn't. Not at all. Very natural. And it was only Eeyore's house, but still I just wondered. Christopher Robin didn't stop to wonder. He was already back in his house, putting on his waterproof hat, his waterproof boots, and his waterproof Macintosh as fast as he could. We'll go and look for it at once, he called out to Eeyore. Sometimes, said Eeyore, when people have quite finished taking a person's house, there are one or two bits which they don't want and are rather glad for the person to take back, if you know what I mean. So I thought if we just went. Come on, said Christopher Robin, and off they hurried. And in a very little time they got to the corner of the field by the side of the pinewood, where Eeyore's house wasn't any longer. There, said Eeyore, not a stick of it left. Of course, I've still got all this snow to do what I like with. One mustn't complain. But Christopher Robin wasn't listening to Eeyore. He was listening to something else. Can't you hear it? he asked. What is it? Somebody laughing? Listen. They both listened and they heard a deep, gruff voice saying in his singing voice that the more it snowed, the more it went on snowing, and a small, high voice tiddly palming in between. It's Pooh, said Christopher Robin, excitedly. Possibly, said Eeyore. And Piglet, said Christopher Robin, excitedly. Probably, said Eeyore. What we want is a trained bloodhound. The words of the song changed suddenly. We finished our house, sang the gruff voice. Tiddly palm, sang the squeaky one. It's a beautiful house. Tiddly palm. I wish it were mine. Tiddly palm. Pooh, shouted Christopher Robin. The singers on the gate stopped suddenly. It's Christopher Robin, said Pooh eagerly. He's round by the place where we got all those sticks from, said Piglet. Come on, said Pooh. They climbed down their gate and hurried round the corner of the wood, Pooh making welcoming noises all the way. Why, here is Eeyore, said Pooh when he had finished hugging Christopher Robin, and he nudged Piglet, and Piglet nudged him, and they thought to themselves, what a lovely surprise they had got ready. Hello, Eeyore. Same to you, Pooh Bear, and twice on Thursday, said Eeyore gloomily.
before Pooh could say, Why Thursdays? Christopher Robin began to explain the sad story of Eeyore's lost house. And Pooh and Piglet listened, and their eyes seemed to get bigger and bigger. Where did you say it was? asked Pooh. Just here, said Eeyore. Made of sticks? Yes. Oh, said Piglet. What, said Eeyore. I just said, oh, said Piglet nervously. And so as to seem quite at ease, he hummed tiddly-palm once or twice in a what-shall-we-do-now kind of way. You're sure it was a house, said Pooh. I mean, you're sure the house was just here? Of course I am, said Eeyore, and he murmured to himself. No brain at all, some of them. Why, what's the matter, Pooh? asked Christopher Robin. Well, said Pooh, the fact is, said Pooh, well, the fact is, said Pooh, you see, said Pooh, it's like this, said Pooh. And something seemed to tell him that he wasn't explaining very well, and he nudged Piglet again. It's like this, said Piglet quickly, only warmer, he added after deep thought. What's warmer? The other side of the wood, where Eeyore's house is. My house, said Eeyore. My house was here. No, said Piglet firmly. The other side of the wood. Because of being warmer, said Pooh. But I ought to know. Come and look, said Piglet simply, and he led the way. There wouldn't be two houses, said Pooh, not so close together. They came round the corner, and there was Eeyore's house, looking as comfy as anything. There you are, said Piglet. Inside as well as outside, said Pooh proudly. Eeyore went inside and came out again. It's a remarkable thing, he said. It is my house, and I built it where I said I did, so the wind must have blown it here. And the wind blew it right over the wood, and blew it down here. And here it is, as good as ever. In fact, better in places. Much better, said Pooh and Piglet together. It just shows what can be done by taking a little trouble, said Eeyore. Do you see, Pooh? Do you see, Piglet? Brains first and then hard work. Look at it. That's the way to build a house, said Eeyore proudly. So they left a minute, and Christopher Robin went back to lunch with his friends Pooh and Piglet, and on the way, they told him of the awful mistake they had made. And when he finished laughing, they all sang the outdoor song for snowy weather the rest of the way home. Piglet, who was still not quite sure of his voice, putting in the tiddly palms again.
and I know it seems easy, said Piglet to himself, but it isn't everyone who could do it. Chapter 2 In which Tigger comes to the forest and has breakfast. Winnie the Pooh woke up suddenly in the middle of the night and listened. Then he got out of bed and lit his candle and stumped across the room to see if anybody was trying to get into his honey cupboard. And they weren't. So he stumped back again, blew out his candle, and got into bed. Then he heard the noise again. Is that you, Piglet? he said. But it wasn't. Come in, Christopher Robin, he said. But Christopher Robin didn't. Tell me about it tomorrow, Eeyore, said Pooh sleepily. But the noise went on. Wara, 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 said whatever it was. And Pooh found that he wasn't asleep after all. What can it be, he thought. There are lots of noises in the forest, but this is a different one. It isn't a growl, and it isn't a purr, and it isn't a bark, and it isn't the noise you make before beginning a piece of poetry. But it's a noise of some kind, made by a strange animal, and he's making it outside my door. So I shall get up and ask him not to do it. He got out of bed and opened his front door. Hello, said Pooh, in case there was anything outside. Hello, said whatever it was. Oh, said Pooh, hello. Hello. Oh, there you are, said Pooh. Hello. Hello, said the strange animal, wondering how long this was going to go on. Pooh was just going to say hello for the fourth time when he thought that he wouldn't. So he said, who is it, instead? Me, said a voice. Oh, said Pooh. Well, come here. So, whatever it was, came here. And in the light of the candle, he and Pooh looked at each other. I'm Pooh, said Pooh. I'm Tigger, said Tigger. Oh, said Pooh, for he had never seen an animal like this before. Does Christopher Robin know about you? Of course he does, said Tigger. Well, said Pooh, it's the middle of the night, which is a good time for going to sleep, and tomorrow morning we'll have some honey for breakfast. Do Tiggers like honey? They like everything, said Tigger cheerfully. Then if they like going to sleep on the floor, I'll go back to bed, said Pooh, and we'll do things in the morning. Good night. Then he got back into bed and went fast asleep. When he awoke in the morning, the first thing he saw was Tigger, sitting in front of the glass and looking at himself. 
Hello, said Pooh. Hello, said Tigger. I found somebody just like me. I thought I was the only one of them. Pooh got out of bed and began to explain what a looking glass was. But just as he was getting to the interesting part, Tigger said, Excuse me a moment, but there's something climbing up your table. And with one loud whirra, 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 he jumped at the end of the tablecloth, pulled it to the ground, wrapped himself up in it three times, and rolled to the other end of the room. And after a terrible struggle, got his head into the daylight again and said cheerfully, Have I won? That's my tablecloth, said Pooh, as he began to unwind Tigger. I wondered what it was, said Tigger. It goes on the table, and you put things on it. Then why did it try to bite me when I wasn't looking? I don't think it did, said Pooh. It tried, said Tigger, but I was too quick for it. Pooh put the cloth back on the table, and he put a large honey pot on the cloth, and they sat down to breakfast. And as soon as they sat down, Tigger took a large mouthful of honey, and he looked up at the ceiling with his head on one side, and made exploring noises with his tongue, and considering noises and what-have-we-got-here noises, and then he said in a very decided voice, Diggers don't like honey. Oh, said Pooh, and tried to make it sound sad and regretful. I thought they liked everything. Everything except honey, said Tigger. Pooh felt rather pleased about this, and said that, as soon as he had finished his own breakfast, he would take Tigger around to Piglet's house and Tigger could try some of Piglet's haycorns. Thank you, Pooh, said Tigger, because haycorns is really what Tiggers like best. So after breakfast, they went round to see Piglet, and Pooh explained as they went that Piglet was a very small animal who didn't like bouncing, and asked Tigger not to be too bouncy just at first. And Tigger, who had been hiding behind trees and jumping out on Pooh's shadow when it wasn't looking, said that Tiggers were only bouncy before breakfast, and that as soon as they had a few haycorns, they became quiet and refined. So by and by, they knocked at the door of Piglet's house. Hello, Pooh, said Piglet. Hello, Piglet. This is Tigger. Oh, is it? And he edged around the corner to the other side of the table. I thought Tiggers were smaller than that. Not the big ones, said Tigger. They like acorns, said Pooh. So that's what we've come for, because poor Tigger hasn't had any breakfast yet. Piglet pushed the bowl of acorns towards Tigger and said, Help yourself. And then he got close up to Pooh and felt much braver and said, 
So, you're a Tigger. Well, well, in a careless sort of voice. The Tigger said nothing because his mouth was full of acorns. After a long munching noise, he said, Ears, oh, I, ours. And when Pooh and Piglet said, What? He said, Scoosy, and went outside for a moment. When he came back, he said firmly, Tiggers don't like haycorns. But you said they liked everything except honey, said Pooh. Everything except honey and haycorns, explained Tigger. When he heard this, Pooh said, Oh, I see. And Piglet, who was rather glad that Tiggers didn't like haycorns, said, What about thistles? Thistles, said Tigger, is what Tiggers like best. Then let's go along and see Eeyore, said Piglet. So the three of them went, and after they had walked and walked and walked, they came to a part of the forest where Eeyore was. Hello, Eeyore, said Pooh. This is Tigger. What is, said Eeyore. This, explained Pooh and Piglet together, and Tigger smiled his happiest smile and said nothing. Eeyore walked all around Tigger one way, and then turned and walked all around him the other way. What did you say it was? he asked. Tigger. Ah, said Eeyore. He's just come, explained Piglet. Ah, said Eeyore again. He thought for a long time, and then said, When is he going? Pooh explained to Eeyore that Tigger was a great friend of Christopher Robin's, who had come to stay in the forest, and Piglet explained to Tigger that he mustn't mind what Eeyore said because he was always gloomy. And Eeyore explained to Piglet that, on the contrary, he was feeling particularly cheerful this morning. And Tigger explained to anybody who was listening that he hadn't had any breakfast yet. I knew there was something, said Pooh. Tiggers always eat thistles, so that was why we came to see you, Eeyore. Don't mention it, Pooh. Oh, Eeyore, I didn't mean that I didn't want to see you. Quite, quiet. But your new stripy friend, naturally, he wants his breakfast. What did you say his name was? Tigger. Then come this way, Tigger. Eeyore led the way to the most thistly looking patch of thistles that ever was and waved a hoof at it. A little patch I was keeping for my birthday, he said. But after all, what are birthdays? Here today and gone tomorrow. Help yourself, Tigger. Tigger thanked him and looked a little anxiously at Pooh. Are these really thistles? He whispered. Yes, said Pooh. 
what diggers like best. That's right, said Pooh. I see, said Tigger. So he took a large mouthful, and he gave a large crunch. Ow, said Tigger. He sat down and put his paw in his mouth. What's the matter? asked Pooh. Hot, mumbled Tigger. Your friend, said Eeyore, appears to have bitten on a bee. Pooh's friend stopped shaking his head to get the prickles out and explained that Tiggers didn't like thistles. Then why bend a perfectly good one? asked Eeyore. But you said, began Pooh, you said that Tiggers like everything except honey and acorns. And thistles, said Tigger, who was now running around in circles with his tongue hanging out. Pooh looked at him sadly. What are we going to do? he asked Piglet. Piglet knew the answer to that, and he said at once that they must go and see Christopher Robin. You'll find him with Kanga, said Eeyore. He came close to Pooh and said in a loud whisper, Could you ask your friend to do his exercises somewhere else? I shall be having lunch directly and don't want it bounced on just before I begin. A trifling matter and fussy of me, but we all have our little ways. Pooh nodded solemnly and called to Tigger. Come along and we'll go and see Kanga. She's sure to have lots of breakfast for you. Tigger finished his last circle and came up to Pooh and Piglet. Ha, he explained with a large and friendly smile. Come on, and he rushed off. Pooh and Piglet walked slowly after him. And as they walked, Piglet said nothing because he couldn't think of anything. And Pooh said nothing because he was thinking of a poem. And when he had thought of it, he began. What shall we do about poor little Tigger? If he never eats nothing, he'll never get bigger. He doesn't like honey and haycorns and thistles because of the taste and because of the bristles. And all the good things which an animal likes have the wrong sort of swallow or too many spikes. He's quite big enough anyhow, said Piglet. He isn't really very big. Well, he seems so. Pooh was thoughtful when he heard this, and then he murmured to himself. But whatever his weight in pounds, shillings, and ounces, he always seems bigger because of his bounces. And that's the whole poem, he said. Do you like it, Piglet? All except the shillings, said Piglet. I don't think they ought to be there. They wanted to come in after the pounds, explained Pooh. So I let them. It is the best way to write poetry, letting things come. Oh, I didn't know, 
said Piglet. Tigger had been bouncing in front of them all this time, turning round every now and then to ask, Is this the way? And now at last they came in sight of Kanga's house, and there was Christopher Robin. Tigger rushed up to him. Oh, there you are, Tigger, said Christopher Robin. I knew you'd be somewhere. I've been finding things in the forest, said Tigger importantly. I found a Pooh and a Piglet and an Eeyore, but I can't find any breakfast. Pooh and Piglet came up and hugged Christopher Robin and explained what had been happening. Don't you know what Tigger's like? asked Pooh. I expect if I had thought very hard, I should, said Christopher Robin. But I thought Tigger knew. I do, said Tigger. Everything there is in this world except honey and acorns and what were those hot things called? Thistles. Yes, and those. Oh, well then, Kanga can give you some breakfast. So they went into Kanga's house, and when Rue had said, Hello, Pooh, and Hello, Piglet, once, and hello, Tigger, twice. Because he had never said it before, and it sounded funny, they told Kanga what they wanted. And Kanga said very kindly, Well, look in my cupboard, Tigger dear, and see what you'd like. Because she knew at once that, however big Tigger seemed to be, he wanted as much kindness as Rue. Shall I look too? said Pooh who was beginning to feel a little eleven o'clock-ish. And he found a small tin of condensed milk, and something seemed to tell him that Tiggers didn't like this. So he took it into a corner by itself, and went with it to see that nobody interrupted it. But the more Tigger put his nose into this and his paw into that, the more things he found which Tiggers didn't like and when he had found everything in the cover and couldn't eat any of it, he said to Kanga, What happens now? But Kanga and Christopher Robin and Piglet were all standing round Rue, watching him have his extract of malt. And Rue was saying, Must I? And Kanga was saying, Now, Rue, dear, you remember what you promised. What is it? whispered Tigger to Piglet. His strengthening medicine, said Piglet. He hates it. So Tigger came closer, and he leant over the back of Rue's chair, and suddenly he put out his tongue and took one large galollop, and with a sudden jump of surprise, Kanga said, Oh, and then clutched at the spoon again, just as it was disappearing, and pulled it safely back out of Tigger's mouth. But the extract of malt had gone. Tigger, dear, said Kanga. He's taken my medicine. He's taken my medicine. He's taken my medicine, sang Rue happily, thinking it was a tremendous joke. 
when Tigger looked up at the ceiling and closed his eyes and his tongue went round and round his chops in case he had left any outside and a peaceful smile came over his face as he said, so that's what Tigger's like. Which explains why he always lived at Kanga's house afterwards and had extractive malt for breakfast, dinner, and tea. And sometimes, when Kanga thought he wanted strengthening, he had a spoonful or two of roost breakfast after meals as medicine. But I think, said Piglet to Pooh, that he's been strengthened quite enough. Thank you for listening to Sleepy. Good night.